0: Hello there and welcome to the Violin Geek Podcast. I'm your host Laurel Thompson and as I promised a few episodes ago, today I will be answering that question about left hand thumb placement. This has come up most recently from a listener as well as some of the students in my complete vibrato mastery course and it's been coming up for years probably in my private studio now so everyone's wondering where should we put this thumb? (laughs) (laughs) and I just wanted to mention that this is going to be a YouTube video as well, which I will share in the show notes. I tried to edit it such that you would be able to hopefully get a lot of the benefit just from the audio here on the podcast, but I do encourage everyone to go over to YouTube and check out that video so you can see me in action demonstrating everything that I'll be discussing. And if you have a question that's been bothering you, maybe something about technique or your practicing or maybe how you're interpreting the music you're playing or repertoire, or maybe you just don't feel that comfortable in your body when you're playing and you think you should feel a little bit more comfortable, please reach out to me on email. These questions really keep me on my toes. And although I can't guarantee that every question will become a podcast episode, I will certainly respond to you. And if I do think that it's a topic that a lot of my listeners are probably also wondering about or struggling with, then if it does make it onto the podcast, then I will always keep you anonymous. So no worries there. Please reach out. My email is laurel at laureltompson.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-L at L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. Laurel at That will be in the show notes. And that's the best way to reach out to me. So without further ado, let's dive into this topic. Try and answer this question about where the thumb should be on the left hand when it's playing the violin. Should it be sticking up a little bit over the fingerboard? Should it be down below? Should it be across from the first finger? Should it be back a little bit? Should it be up near the second finger? Should it be moving? Should it be tipped so that the thumb nail is pointing back towards the scroll, or should it be facing more to the left, or even maybe more towards us? Where should this thumb be? And should it be curved with sort of the tip of the thumb poking in towards the neck of the violin, or should it be locked out maybe the other way and maybe we're contacting the neck more in that? joint? Should it be just perfectly relaxed? Should it be providing a counter pressure and how much? So these are all questions that come up and I think one of the main reasons why they come up is because the thumb isn't actually playing the violin. So we don't really get a good sense for what it's supposed to be doing until maybe it's doing something that's not helping us play the violin or the viola or cello for that matter. It starts gripping maybe with the index finger it starts locking out it starts feeling like it's sticky on the neck and we want to go to do a shift or we want to do vibrato or something and it just feels like it can't move and we can't do our technique that we want to do we can't do the shift we can't do the vibrato so let's first start with just our hand anatomy because we need to recognize that everyone's thumb length and the relationship between the length of the thumb and how high it goes up the side of the index finger does matter and it will help us personally answer this question for ourselves. So if we look at our hand and we look at how high up the thumb goes in relationship to the index finger, we might see some thumbs that go up quite a bit like mine, sticking up at least half an inch maybe above where that index finger meets the palm and of course I have long fingers in general so we're gonna see a longer thumb there in general but other people you know we might see a thumb that is maybe only across from the base of that index finger we also see if we spread the thumb out from the palm we might see some people where kind of where their thumb kind of connects in with the palm is much kind of lower down versus higher up so that's gonna be a factor that we want to consider And then when we take it to our instrument, we have all of these different situations that we might be encountering. So if we just take a very basic situation that we might have as a beginner, we might want to play with a fourth finger, right? So we need to find that frame of the hand, the frame of the hand. I like to think about it as if we're going to take like a really strong, almost like we're a martial artist or something. We're taking a strong stance. We're about to be attacked, you know, and we need to make sure we're not going to fall over. So we're going to take a wide stance with our feet, And we want to make sure that we're balanced on those two feet. And that's what we want to create a similar feeling of with the frame of the hand. So we want to be balanced with both the first and the fourth finger. And unfortunately, with a lot of frames, we end up being very first finger oriented or first finger heavy. So what I would do first to try and figure out where this thumb might go in just like a basic setting would just be to find a fourth finger. I'm going to do my fourth finger on the A string. I'm just in first position. So it's an E note. I can always match it with my open E we're going to hear a little tonal kind of quality difference but the pitch should be the same and if i played them together they absorb nicely into each other and then i'm going to play that first finger B on that same string if i can't really hear that coming from the four i could always walk up from an open A it as like the second note of a scale if I orient from that open A, Do, Re, Do, Re, and then my four again, hear the little ring of the sympathetic resonance of the E string, if I lift my bow really quickly, it's that nice little ring, it's just the, the in a E string vibrating in sympathy, it says you're playing my note, I want to play it too. Okay, so now I have the frame, I have nice curvature on both fingers, we wanna look for that, and then from there, where does my thumb go? Where does my thumb feel like it can support these two fingers feeling even, maybe even more strong and balanced, like a little, we have a little tripod almost, and so I'm just gonna tap back a little bit from the first finger, tap across from the first finger, tap maybe a little higher than the first finger even, and can I find a spot where that just feels really nice and like I can, have all three fingers now, so pointer finger, pinky finger, and thumb, all feeling really nice. And we see that that thumb is sticking up about as high as it was when I had just my hand, and I was looking at my hand and how high up the thumb goes up the index finger. So that is a great start. It's just uh, tapping it out, rolling out things, making sure we're not gripping with the index finger there. Feels pretty solid. So now what what would happen if I took this to a different string though? So if I'm on the A string, I might be here, but if I try and take this same frame down to the G string, my one and my four, and I don't move my thumb at all, we might not be in tune so well. So let me try that, just um, the what not to do version here. And I'm just gonna try and kind of like reach them over there somehow sound so good. I also don't have very good contact with my fingertips. Now I've got kind of a weird flattened 4 that's also hanging over the D string. My first finger is kind of almost collapsing. So what we really need to do is utilize the elbow underneath the violin and that's gonna change the thumb position. So I'm gonna go back to my A string, find my frame, wiggle in, get, get comfortable in the I'm gonna keep that same curvature of fingers, lift them, and I'm going to use my elbow underneath the violin to transport my two fingers over the G string. So basically, I'm a statue from the elbow up, and I'm just gonna take my elbow over until I'm hovering over the G string, and then I can plant, and I'm gonna have a much better chance of being in tune there. But now we see that the thumb has snuck underneath the neck a little bit. Let's test my notes. Sounds much better. (laughs) Now what if I wanted to go from there up to the E string? I'm going to keep my same curvature. I can see it very clearly on my pinky right now. I'm just going to move my elbow until I'm hovering over the E string and I'm gonna plant and what has my thumb had to do? It's had to creep up again. My B and now we see we're back to similar to the A string with my thumb peeking over the edge of the violin. So those are just some basic situations that you might encounter when you're a beginner with just needing to set up that thumb position. Now, as far as where it was in relationship to the first finger, that was also a little bit individual as well. Some people they feel a little bit better when it's just a little bit back from the first finger, some people when it's a little bit above like closer to us than the first finger, and some it's it's just right across mine feels pretty good just right across in most scenarios but again we want to make sure that we can reach for that four so sometimes when we're having trouble reaching for the four it's a good idea to actually bring the thumb up a little bit that tends to open the hand a little bit more and uh, then we can reach but as we bring the thumb up the neck towards us it might also go up above the fingerboard a little bit too Um, may not it's again very individual but if that does happen assuming that we're not getting to the point where we are within the web of the violin we never want to be like so tight that we just don't even have a little gap under there we always want to have a little window but assuming uh, we still have our little window then really how high up above the fingerboard the thumb sits is is not a problem. Similarly, if we have really small hands, how low below the neck the thumb sits is really not a problem. So if we have really small hands and and a short thumb and stuff, we might just not be peeking up at all. We might be somewhere down here. And of course, my fingers again are long, so I have to kind of pretend (laughs) to show this. But we might be here, say, on the E string. And on the G, we might be maybe as far as this. and, And it's still fine. I would say just as long as we're not locking out so that it's like we're, we're hitchhiking, you know, the hitchhiker thumb, we don't want one of those. And we definitely don't want a thumb, which I've seen on too many occasions, unfortunately, where it's the tip of the thumb that's pushing um, across the violin and basically it's, it's finding its resting point of that, uh, all that tension and that pressure uh, at the base of the index finger. So um, almost better would be to have a hitchhiker's thumb underneath than this sort of um, pressure, pressurized tip of the thumb scenario. Um, but neither are, are great. So really just a thumb position that just feels natural. If you just shake out your hand, bring your hand up into playing position like an air violin, how is the thumb? We just see a little bit of a curvature there. And if we can just keep that for the most part throughout our playing, then we're in good shape as far as that's concerned. So what about uh, double stops, which might be something that we encounter in even just first position, not necessarily beginner repertoire, but when we're starting to advance a little bit, um, but you know, we're not super, super advanced. We'll probably find at least one double stop somewhere in a piece. So maybe let's just take the, uh, we'll take a double stop stop that will be a minor six. So it'd be uh, F sharp on the D string and the D on the A string. So third finger, high second finger on the D and third finger on the A. That's a very nice sound. So with that one, again, I'm going to balance those two fingers, they're the ones playing the violin, and then maybe I'm gonna tap up my thumb and find where that feels appropriate. We see that it's very similar to how it was when I had the frame of my hand on the A string. However, when I had the frame of my hand on my A string, we saw now we can get a little bit more specific with where we are as far as the angling of the thumb now we see that when i had the frame of my hand set up the one and four the thumbnail was pointing towards the scroll a little bit more and now when i set up my double stop here now we see that the thumb nail is pretty much just pointing over towards the left. So there's a little bit of an angular, just angles that have changed there, and it's all coming from this lower thumb muscle um, underneath, like the big thumb muscle in the palm is where that's rotating. And then let's say I did a double stop that was like a fourth finger E here on the A string, and then it was a third finger G, so now it's a major sixth this one here, so now I feel like to balance that out, I really have to definitely make sure that the thumbnail is pointing towards the left, and I'm, I'm maybe a little bit higher up than I was even with the frame of the hand. To pull that off. Or if I need to get some counter pressure, maybe I'm gonna sneak under just a little bit there and find that spot. So there, it's like, you know, just the setup. I was fine having my thumb up a little higher. And like I said, the nail pointing over to, it to the left. But as soon as I tried to add the vibrato, I felt like the thumb needed to just back off a little bit, come underneath a little bit to provide a little bit more counter pressure as I was wiggling. So it's all very individual, situational deals with our anatomy and it deals with what we're trying to play, what fingers we're involved in, what string we're involved in, and then let's take it into shifting, right? So we start shifting and, well, where's the thumb gonna go? It has to go somewhere, definitely has to move up to shift, right? So the thumb needs to follow the hand when it's going up, it follows just right along with in this case i'm shifting from a first finger b in first position to a first finger d in third position on the a string so just following that that thumb up that thumb i should say is following the first finger up coming back it's often a good idea to have the thumb precede the rest of the hand just a little bit almost like an anchor that's taking us down into our new position So we see that little turning, I like to just so the thumb isn't sticky on the neck. I find that the pad of the thumb often has a little bit more like just natural oils in the skin versus the side, the medial side of the thumb, so the side closest to the index finger doesn't have as much of that feeling. So when I shift down. I often just momentarily turn my thumb nails away from me towards the scroll and then I have an easier time getting down to a lower position. And that's the same going to an even higher position than third position too. So I might go up to like a fifth position, so I'm taking it up to just an F. Now we see the thumb starting to climb underneath the neck. Almost like into that neck joint and then just coming down it does a little bit of that turn and I just find a spot where I can kind of glide on the thumb just coming down uh, so I can get my anchor back into third position So just just these little bumps along the way, almost, where it just turns a little bit, slides down, turns a little bit, slides down. It's not so much the case going up for whatever reason. I really feel like I have to maneuver that thumb position uh, to kind of get away from that sticky sticky, uh, thumb pad feeling. And it's not that our hands are not clean or anything, obviously. We've hopefully washed our hands before we start playing our instrument. But it's just those natural oils within the skin. So... Thumb position, we want to start with this feeling of connection to the index finger, where does the thumb sit, how high, and then from there just like some basic scales, some frame of the hand scenarios, some different string scenarios, and then we think about double stops, and then we, we touched on vibrato a little bit, so most of the time vibrato wouldn't really change the thumb position that would be comfortable for any particular finger, but sometimes like we found with that double stop situation, when I just had the double stop versus when I was doing vibrato on the double stop, I needed to change a little bit. That's fine. Let's go with it. If we're hearing the sound we want, if it's in tune, if we feel comfortable, we feel confident, confident in our notes, it's probably all good, right? And then shifting we have this idea of of course the thumb needs to come with us even if we're doing like first to even like a low second position actually i can show you that so if i went from just like a b note on the a string here first finger in first position to like a c we still see that i'm doing all that same concept of the thumb coming up with me on the ascent up to the c and then that thumb turning with the nail of the thumb just pointing away a little bit as I go back down from C back to B. And so we wanna just make sure that we're set up, even though that's just a tiny little shift, it's just the same finger, well maybe in the piece that I'm playing, the next note is going up to C and then maybe I have a fourth finger, let's say, in second position. So if I'm leaving my thumb behind, chances are I'm not gonna be able to reach for maybe other notes that are coming soon after that initial shift. And so from there, we just want to ensure that, again, we're not locked out with the thumb either way, especially not the way when we have like a curved thumb that's pointing with the tip of the thumb across into the neck. That's very important. And just go with it from there. Do we feel comfortable? Can we move around? Then we're probably fine. (laughs) Yes, comfort and mobility is key. And While there have been a few students who've passed my way over the years who've had an overly mobile thumb that's moving around more than it should, very, very, very often it's the opposite where there is a thumb that is just holding a death grip on the instrument. So that is mostly the case, and I think most people out there would benefit from moving their thumb a little bit more, especially as we're getting into these more advanced techniques like vibrato. It can definitely be one of the make or break moments in our vibrato development when the thumb just wants to lock tight. How can the other side of the hand be moving? It just doesn't work that way. So I hope this helps and please do check out the video so you can see everything in action. I think you can probably get a lot from just what I described just now, but really seeing it in action is gonna make all the difference, hopefully. And of course, getting into your own body and feeling out what works for you is the ultimate ticket to having a better thumb position. So again, I'm Laurel Thompson, and you can check out my website, laurelthompson.com. On there, you can learn more about me, my teaching, and my courses, as well as the Violin Geek blog, which is the companion to this podcast. And I highly encourage you to check that out if you're enjoying the podcast and these sorts of topics, lots of educational content over there, as well as just different musings, things that I'm thinking about. I post at least once a month and have been doing it since 2007, actually. So there's quite a lot over there to catch up on if you're new to the violin geek world. I hope this episode finds everyone doing really well out there and enjoying their summer. And until next time, Happy practicing.